0: Hello and welcome to episode 118 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast, where we talk about the things that you nerd out about, and we nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. Today is Monday, March 7th, the year of our dear Lord and Savior, 2016. I am Jeremy Holmes. I am joined here by my delightful wonderful, just got back from a dining experience, <laughs> partner in life, and in love, and in crime, Christina Wise. Hello. Hi, Christina. Hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm okay. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm not doing very good. <laughs> I'm not doing very good today. Why not? We're just having a really, uh... it's been like a tough uh, tough week or so, have lots of Computer failures. I don't even know. You know, I mean, I, I, luckily we have other computers that we can use, mm-hmm. but the main computer that I use to like edit shows and, I mean, just do everything on, uh, including work, my, the hard drive went bad. And then the computer that you graciously let me use, <laughs> uh, in its stead while I'm getting the other one repaired,
1: that one, uh, crapped out on me today.
0: So, it's uh it's what, just challenging. What did
1: you say you have magnet hands? I
0: think I have magnets for hands. Yeah. yeah, because electronic devices Well, they are
1: giant, so. do
0: not like me. Uh you know, it's uh yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm just feeling a little discouraged, I think, about kind of like life in general. I'm feeling a little bleak today. I mean, we've we've talked about this on the show before. I am kind of waiting for I have a, a dim, a, a little bit of hopefulness about some kind of catastrophic incident happening that throws the world into some kind of chaos, okay. like a uh, Armageddon-type situation. All right. Because I feel, I just feel like that would be uh, my real time to shine. And uh, my feeling right <laughs> now is that I, I am embracing that thought more than ever. That was a really weird way that I just put that whole yeah. thing.
1: I'm You're just having feeling, a bad week. I guess. I don't
0: know. I'm just feeling a little bleak about, like, humanity in general right now. I'm just having okay. a hard time. It, it, it's, like, a lot of little things, computer problems, and just stuff. Just lots of stuff going on. And it's, I'm just feeling, uh, I'm feeling a little bummed out, I guess. Oh Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll be okay, but, uh. Just Maybe kinda, we won't. It's kind of sad. Who knows? Yeah, I don't
1: know. Okay. L-
0: okay. Let me. We've had this on the run sheet. We meant to talk about this last week, and I never got to it. I had a situation that, and y- you guys, we have. I mean, as always, we have some fun stuff that we want to talk to you about. But I want to bring this up real quick, <laughs> oh, and then no. we'll 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 jump into kind of the the rundown for today's show. But uh, so. I was—I can't even remember what I was doing. I was out running errands or something last week, and I, I was driving down the road, and I saw somebody. It was on a, a street, a, Aurora Highway 99. It's a pretty busy four-lane highway here. Uh, I mean, it's got traffic lights and stuff on it, so it's not like a freeway, but it's—you mm-hmm. know—it's a thoroughfare. I think people are usually going 45, 50 miles an hour as the speed limit on it. Um, you know, there's—it's it, a main—it's a main highway. And I was driving down there because I was running some errands and uh, I saw somebody pushing their car. So I I saw a guy straining to push this car along the road. Mm -hmm. And so I ducked over real quick and I pulled over and got out and ran and got behind the car with him. And, you know, I said, do you guys want some help? I asked him Mm -hmm. if he wanted help. And he said, yes. I asked where we're going. He pointed to a gas station that was maybe a hundred yards away or something like that. Yeah. Uh, block and a half and so me and this dude and then there was a person driving the car or steering the car and uh so me and this dude pushed this car all the way up into the gas station well we were doing okay on the road thankfully Mm -hmm. uh you know it's pretty flat and cars are heavy so once they get a little momentum going the kind of just keeps uh keeps rolling Mm -hmm. literally and
1: it was kind of it was kind of sad that the person in the car put the brakes on though That was kind of a dick move.
0: that actually happened.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, I was just, I was making a spoof. Okay, so keep going. No, it really happened. So we're
0: (laughs) pushing the car. We pull into, there's like a Home Depot. So we pull into the parking lot of the Home Depot. Uh, The gas station is attached to the parking lot of the Home Depot. Mm -hmm. So then we continue heading towards the gas station, luckily through the parking lot. So there's not traffic around us at this time. We're pushing the car by a Wendy's. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's not late. It was eight thirty, mm-hmm. night maybe. We're in a crowded parking lot on a highway. There's people everywhere. People Can I ask in the you Wendy's are looking out at us.
1: Was I waiting for you at a parking ride? No.
0: Okay. No, I had a warm cup of tortilla soup <laughs> in my other <laughs> Life hand, was so great. I could push. Life was great for you. <laughs> it was. It was, it was not cold. I was being warmed by the tortilla soup in my mm-hmm. belly. But so. As we're getting up to the parking lot or as we're getting up to the gas station, there's a slight little uphill and uh, and as much confidence and and momentum as we had leading up to that moment, it went away very quickly. As soon as we hit the slightest little uphill incline and it was a PT cruiser that we were pushing. Okay, Kevin Moyers. What's up? And uh, and so we're we're basically what had happened is this person was driving a car they were at a stoplight uh they were trying to get to a gas station and their car literally ran out of gas while trying to turn oh. onto this road oh. and so this other guy that's
1: my worst nightmare you know <laughs> this other guy was you know that
0: thankful thankfully he was kind enough to jump out and start pushing her car and i noticed i mean he did like probably got it half the way there before i even jumped on and helped him mm-hmm. the rest of the way and this was just some rando dude that was walking down the street but Mm -hmm. okay so we hit this slight incline and it slows down drastically the person driving the car thankfully trying to help us not get hurt decided that the best thing to do was to slam on the brakes no because uh they didn't want the car to roll back into us and <sighs> run us over <laughs> or injure us in some more of a way. So I, didn't,
1: I had never heard that part of they the story. S- they <laughs>
0: slammed on the brakes. Me and him both stopped. We decided to take advantage of the brake that we had to kind of stand there uh, with leaning up against the car to make sure it didn't roll backwards anymore and catch our breath until we were ready to go again. As I mentioned, we're I am I am 15 feet from the window of a Wendy's at this point. There is probably no des- less than a dozen people in that wendy's staring at us through the windows mm-hmm. just watching us there are i mean in the, the time this whole thing transpired there are probably a hundred people that drove by in all the cars there's people at the gas station mm-hmm. there's people in the home depot parking lot there's people walking down the street there was somebody walking 10 feet away from us just staring at us while we're sitting there trying to catch our breath i'm like kind of looking at people like hey maybe come help uh, so, rude. so we pushed it we pushed them up to the mm-hmm. gas station and they got out and p- pumped gas and we me and the other dude bailed i went into mm-hmm. my car and started gasping uncontrollably which i had been hiding in front of other people because i didn't want them to see how out of shape i was and uh i don't know maybe that was the start of all this maybe that was the start of my uh little depression despair cycle that i'm in right now
1: that humanity stuff. I,
0: I just, I don't. I'm generally, I like to my th- think of myself as a somewhat positive person in the sense that I, I always, I kind of default to believing the best of people. Okay. And I, I generally trust people when they tell me stuff, when they say stuff. I, I always kind of try and, even if I disagree with them, I try and understand where they're coming from. I, I try to have like an open, healthy perspective. And, uh, and something about that moment just really took the wind out of my sails. It's just like, it just bummed me out for some reason. Like, look around, look around you, look around you. There's, there was a hundred people that drove by and there's two guys gasping for air, obviously struggling to get this car. It's pretty obvious that we're headed to the gas station.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what? You stopped and the other guy stopped. Re- That's <laughs> all that should matter.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not trying to let, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to toot my own horn.
1: No, but I'm saying that I do that in the there privacy are of my good own people. Home, like a good God fearing man. But there are good people because you stopped and the other person stopped. I guess.
0: I mean if it was if it was if there was just a couple of people around and they didn't help, I would understand it. I maybe they're they're in a hurry, they're trying to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're injured, they're physically unable to help push a car. You know, maybe whatever, mm-hmm. they're distracted, maybe their uncle just died or they're whatever and they're feeling bummed out. Maybe, you know, but it was, it was a hundred people. I mean, it was, there was a dozen people sitting in the, in the Wendy's. Anyway, I don't know. It bummed me out. Now I feel bad. I just started this whole podcast with like 10 minutes of me being despairing. I'm not, walk away with this. Listeners, friends, countrymen.
1: (laughs) Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Look, just,
0: we're, we're all busy. Everybody has stuff going on. We're, we all are in our own lives and we get lost in the moment and stuff happens and it's not the end of the world, but just, just try and look up every once in a while and just have a little shred of understanding for the people around you. And if there's something that you can do, some little thing that you can do to improve somebody else's life a little more, maybe let's, let's try, let's just, let's try and do, let's be, try to be mindful of the people around us. I don't know. Getting a little preachy. <laughs> I agree. Sorry about that you agree that I'm being preachy
1: well and also (laughs) yeah yes and Uh,
0: (laughs) nice be nice nice to people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: we're all on this we're all in this together spinning in space together
0: (laughs) we're all made of the same stuff guys yeah (laughs) all right enough of enough of me pontificating let's uh let's jump into the show
2: the follow-up files.
0: Um, Okay. So, Christy, last week's show, we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about, uh, but primarily we talked about you being a jerk. Other Christies. Oh, yes. <laughs> other Christy Wise's and stuff like that. Um, oh,
1: I have some I had I got some more emails today.
0: <laughs> so we there's another Christy Wise. Actually mm-hmm. there's several other Christy Wise's. Yeah. And Christy has the email address. Our our Christie has mm-hmm. the email address Christie wise at gmail dot com. Add her on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You guys um endorse her in- and <laughs>
1: Uh, crushing, crushing
0: it, it. Um, she uh, and she gets all their mail. She gets all the Chrissy Wise's mail. So we we uh, we found this wonderful website. What's it called? Do you remember? I was I was just looking at it. And, oh, how many of me? How Dot com. And you can go to this website. You can type in your name, and it'll tell you how many of you are there are in the United States. So we had some cool feedback from people in front of the show. Jesse Dollimore. Wants everybody to know that he is a special flower. Host no of the other? I Doubt It with more podcast. Uh just one. He is
1: the only one. Oh, interesting.
0: Dana, there are eighty-three of her. Okay. Mike Mike McCauley. Friend of the show, Mike McCauley. There's eighteen. Eighteen of them. Uh let's see. How I many think of those Amy... eighteen
1: wear stupid hats?
0: Hey, you're not jumping on the hat thing, are you? No. Mike mccauley has some great hats. Amy Shepard, there are 96 of us, but I'm the best one. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, it's kind of a fun thing, you guys. If you want to know how many of you there are in the United States, just head out to uh, howmanyofme.com.
1: Can I give one email that I got today? Sure, sure. Um, So the Christy Wise that lives in the Washington, D.C., um Baltimore area is invited to a political rally kathleen matthews for congress okay so she's also a democrat oh so keeping it real
0: nice you guys uh from east to west you have the (laughs) you have the u.s covered with your (laughs) left-leaning bleeding heart ways i guess (laughs) um we also talked about some e- uh, an interesting thing with Gmail. Many of us use Gmail for your email clients, mm-hmm. and I mentioned, so you have Wise at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That period can be anywhere in the thing, so you yep. could say ch H R I S T Y W, Or no dot at all. No dot at all. You can put the dot at the end. You can put the dot anywhere. Bobby Pape, friend of the show?
1: Yes. He hosted his
0: own show while we were kind of taking our break. Bobby Pape and co-host on your other podcast, mm-hmm. Little Road Bandwagon. Bobby Pape was kind enough to point out that you can also add plus the the plus sign and then any word you want. So you could put Christy Wise, Christy.wise plus uh, donations at gmail.com when oh, you really? make a donation and that will come through to you still, but it will allow you to filter those out. So you can say, if you think somebody's going to, in the blog article that I read from that, uh, Bobby was nice enough to post on the website, you can, uh, if you think they're going to sell your information or if you just want to (laughs) see who sells your information, if you sign up for like a Sears, uh, is Sears still around? I feel like maybe that was a bad example. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. You no, know that it Sears. is.
0: So if you sign up for like a Sears uh, frequent buyer card and you, they need your email address, you could say Christy.wise plus Sears at gmail.com. And then you'll be able to see when you start getting junk mail to that email address, oh, you'll be able to know not only did they sell your information, but you can also just direct those right into the garbage bin where they belong. Okay. So that was pretty That's exciting. That's smart. It's pretty exciting.
1: Or you just give your friend's email address. That's what I like yeah, to do. Yeah,
0: you could do that. Yeah. It's like, what's Bobby's email address? We should give that out to everybody <laughs> to sign him up oh, for well, stuff. Oh, I usually
1: give Katrina's.
0: Mm. All right.
1: All which right. Which is calvarez33 <laughs> at com.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
1: oh, one last
0: thing. And this is something that we've talked about now two weeks in a row. So this will be the third week we've talked about it. I'm just going to glance by it ever so quickly because I have to. Three weeks ago now, we had a pretty uh, controversial Am I a Jerk segment. Uh, controversial really Yeah, sure um we'll call it that where where uh you kind of brought up a couple situations about me and you gave me the opportunity to defend myself Mm -hmm. uh it was largely decided that i was a jerk
1: pretty much most of the feedback
0: that we got said that i was a jerk but mike frizell your co-host again on the little red bandwagon, and
1: hater of you,
0: <laughs> actually. So this says something. Yeah, known, uh, known, whatever the opposite of a uh, apologist is,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> an anti, a, an yeah.
0: anti-Jeremy apologist, Mike Frizzell, uh, actually had some nice things to say on your much more successful podcast. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm I'm not going to play the clip for you guys right now, but if you are interested in hearing what he had to say, I'll just tack I'll tack it on at the end of the show, so well, you guys can just, I just fast want... forward, you know. 63 minutes or whatever to get to that yeah, if you want. i'll give
1: you a quick synopsis the soup he said yes you're a jerk the rotten food wow. he says no christy and what what are you doing You're you're and am i i told you i was gonna talk about this i told you i was gonna <laughs> because okay. this is for emily okay when mike was trying to argue for you emily I, being mike's, mike's wife, wife i said okay. all right if you think if you're on Jeremy's side on this, go take some rotten food and make Emily smell it, mm-hmm. and let's see if you stay married. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for completely negating me even putting that clip on the, end of the show. I'll still put it on there if you guys want to listen. You can go check it out. But, okay. Uh, now, hey, new spoiler is alert. Jeremy a jerk. <laughs> spoiler we alert: We totally guys. talked
1: about. <laughs> Talking about this. And you I said you wanted like... to make
0: a comment about it. You didn't it say is. that you wanted to. You didn't say that you wanted to. J- just. Say exactly what I was going to say. Okay. All right. Anyway. Well, speaking of follow-up files, you guys. <laughs> we have talked quite a bit on this show. About one. Mark Driscoll. A former pastor of Mars Hill Church. A local Seattle. Based Bag. megachurch here in uh, the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. they shut down in 2014. Towards the end of 2014, I believe they shut down after a whole bunch of really controversial stuff. There was a bunch of accusations that came out against Mark Driscoll that he was abusive. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this happens in a lot of churches, but there was a lot of um, there was a lot of homophobia and c- just controlling, abusive power manipulation and some just really horrible things that happened in that uh in that organization uh enough that when brought into the light and discussed more and more the church ended up just shutting down and uh, large instead of going through a quote unquote restoration process like the elders at the time of the church had recommended for pastor Mark Driscoll he decided to just shut down Mars Hill and walk away from it. Mm-hmm. So at the time that they shut down, they had about 12,000 members spanning 15 satellite campuses all over the all, all over Washington. Mm-hmm. Most of them were around Seattle, but I think there was a couple out of state, but uh so about 12,000 people. Those numbers started declining steeply in the last year or so of the church as things were kind of getting worse, but um So this last Monday, the end of February, I think it was February 29th, uh, there was actually a lawsuit filed against Mark Driscoll and some of the elders in the church. Um, This is from an article on The Daily Beast, and as with everything we talk about, we'll post all links to it in the show notes, and we'll post out stuff on uh, Twitter and Facebook throughout the week, too, so you can— Be reminded of the stuff that we talked about, as we would love to hear what your thoughts are. But uh, the lawsuit was filed on February 29th in the Western District of Washington, U.S. District Court in Seattle, under the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, which is commonly known as the RICO Act.
1: Which is what they get um, mafia people Which was right. Yeah, it was originally. Drug trafficking and mafia.
0: It was originally uh, made for. I know
1: that from Sons of Anarchy and Sopranos. (laughs)
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Um, the lawsuit names Mark Driscoll, uh, several elders, several corporations believed to hold some profits from Driscoll's writings. Does it
1: have it listed?
0: And the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability as basically co-conspirators in the uh, in the lawsuit.
1: Is that is that a bullshit coffee shop listed? No, I don't think so. I want to know who. I mean, because it's still happening, and there's multiple locations of it now i want to know who's yeah getting money from that or who's supporting it yeah yeah
0: i don't know i'm sure that there's lots of from my understanding so the the suit specifically is speaking to Money that was donated to the church for one purpose, and they're saying it was actually used for other things. Specifically, mm-hmm. there was something called a global fund that was supposed to be used for global missions mm-hmm. um, that at times, according to the documentation that Mars Hill was putting out anyway, was making upwards of $300,000 a month was being donated to this Whoa. fund. Uh, and, uh, c- That's under like the, for missionaries. Under the auspices like of it being used for kind of a global... Global evangelism, for spreading the the word of the church to whatever, the world. <laughs> and uh, apparently the number that was actually being used was significantly lower from what I could understand from the articles that I have read about it. It was more in the $10,000 a month ballpark that was actually going to global missions. Everything else was being repurposed for continuing to spread the message of this fund basically that they had set up basically marketing for the church more or less. So there's some questionable stuff there. There's some other questionable financial decisions that went on, but we're, I mean, we're talking about millions, millions of dollars. People don't know where it went. There's all sorts of, there's multiple companies set up, you know, pastor Mark was allegedly, uh, you know, he set up a separate company for all of his writing and all that stuff. And there was some money going there, That maybe should have gone to the church. And there's just there's lots of sketchy stuff, lots of sketchy stuff that was that was going on um, in in a written statement from uh, the lawyer for the plaintiffs, the the people that are suing Mm -hmm. Mark Driscoll and the elders uh, and one of the elders, I think Driscoll and Turner. Turner being uh, one of the executive elders that was complicit in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Driscoll and Turner engaged in a pattern of racketeering activity so deeply embedded, per se, pervasive, and continuous that it was effectively institutionalized as a business practice, thereby corrupting the very mission. Plaintiffs and other donors believed they were supporting. And uh, I mean, if I could, if I could put the issue with many churches um, in, into a nutshell, that would, that would be very close. That would be very close to it. I mean, that was kind of one, one of my personal struggles that I've had in my own sort of exodus from, uh, religion and Christianity and the Mm -hmm. way that I knew it growing up was that uh, there, there's this, these unhealthy, unsafe, dangerous, Uh, An extremely, I mean, dangerous and reckless beliefs and and activities and practices that go on in the church, whether it be latent or direct or indirect, you know, talking about gender roles, talking about the the role of of a wife versus the role of a man, talking about sexuality, talking about worldview. There's these incredibly unhealthy and damaging perspectives that are just ingrained into the culture and you don't even realize sometimes that it's just become part of who you are until you mm-hmm. kind of
1: or that it's wrong right disconnect if you're raised that way. <laughs>
0: disconnect from the matrix for lack of a better mm-hmm. term i guess but
1: uh well like you always talk about is how old were you five four years old when, when the Challenger exploded. Oh, I was three. Yeah, yeah. And you and your parents basically told you, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to burn in hell forever.
0: Yeah, I asked, I asked my parents when the Challenger exploded, what happens to the,
1: what would happen, what, to the what would happen to
0: the astronauts, and uh, was told, was told the wonderful message of Jesus, which is that if you don't accept him into your heart, then you burn in hell forever. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's a wonderful thing to tell a 3-year-old those people that were all sad about having just died might be in hell uh so right. by the way what do you want to do <laughs> well, of yeah. course i want to uh
1: right it's scary yeah
0: so looking back on it now i mean that's just insane to me to think of that level of manipulation to do that to a child is mm-hmm. is it's it's yeah it's insane at the time and even for years later for it t- made total sense to me I just I said, like, oh, yeah, that's that's great. I got it at the age of three.
2: Right. So
0: anyway. So that's it for follow up files. Um, I have I don't know what to call this. I, I want to call it. Nerd out loud as mystery solvers, but that is 100 yeah. percent blatantly nope. stolen. <laughs> Can't do it. We'll just call it mystery time mystery like story time. time okay like story time can we but have we'll call a really it really cool mystery song? time i don't know uh i'm pretty terrible at making songs but i will uh we'll see what we'll see what we can do we'll see what we can well, do
1: well i mean i think it needs to have some kind of play with because you're like Miss holmes oh. like sherlock holmes okay. sure oh yeah i like it yeah something
0: i was thinking more of like a x-files we could just actually use the X Files. You've never theme. seen an episode of I the X Files. You have no idea what music, it's about. But the music is
1: oh, is mysterious. Is mysterious. Okay. Yeah. So I like that
0: mystery time. It's like story time, the mystery. But mystery. Time. Okay. So I have two things that I need your guys' help with. Well, one thing that I really need your help with, and one thing that I just want to share about. And of course, if anybody has any insight or or thoughts on the the situation, I'd love to hear from you. So I, I don't want to say I don't need your help. No. Okay. But the first one is and this is this is so there was an ice cream truck the other day that I heard. Okay. And it was playing a song that I could not I I recognized. I'm mm-hmm. almost pos- it's you know when something's on the tip of your tongue mm-hmm. you're like I know what that is but I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I hate that. It's like it it's causing me I anyway, I I need your guys' help. I don't I don't know what it is. I want to say that it's Zelda, but then I looked up some Zelda music and yeah, it's not
1: cuz that's Zelda. my first thing is, oh yeah, that's Zelda and then we looked for it and couldn't find it.
0: I tried Shazamming it, but of course it's, you know, it's a weird MIDI MIDI version, <laughs> remixed <laughs> version or whatever. So I'm I'm th- here it is. <laughs> And I I definitely I definitely need you guys' help. So if you recognize that song or you know what it is or you think you might know somebody who knows what it is, mm-hmm. maybe what'll maybe I'll try and convert it um all, all up I'll upload it as a separate file so you guys can share it if you want to. But don't just say, Oh yeah,
1: that's Zelda. We want proof. <laughs> I'm not yeah, joking. if you can find that's the actual song
0: that it's up, send send us the actual song. Because I'm, I'm Well
1: very what's really curious. weird is that the Ice cream trucks around here are always like weird Christmas music, hmm. so you must have had a one-off, or been at work or something. Maybe, maybe. Jeremy will send a prize to whoever figures it out. <laughs> I've offered
0: so many prizes for stuff, I know. and we have uh, people don't want your I shit. I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. First person to submit a nerd out loud karaoke song gets what. I told him I would send him some cheese.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Hashtag NOL karaoke. I I can't... I'm not going to do one this week. I'm just not in... I'm not in an emotional state for karaoke.
1: Maybe you could sing a really sad song. Although
0: I do... I will say this. So last week I really felt like I kind of hit my... I felt like that was more in my vocal range, as you said. I don't know what my vocal range is, but Mm -hmm. I felt much more comfortable singing the Little Mermaid song from last week. Oh, I think you did a good job. So, um... The other mystery I, time.
1: I have an idea for this too. What? If you're not going to submit one if people oh. have requests for Jeremy.
0: Oh. Yeah, you could do requests. Although I mean I have a I put it on Facebook the other day. What song should I sing at karaoke? And I I probably got thirty comments.
1: Oh really? Recommending so you have songs, like so. a... Yeah, but they're all Storch. weird,
0: like old classic rock songs. I don't
1: mm. care. I, I just I think people are telling you that. Kate Nash and want, Little Mermaid are not. I want modern. In here. I want
0: some modern songs. I want okay. old songs. Okay.
1: Do you even know any songs? I don't
0: know. Sure, I know okay. some songs. Okay. I, we're not mystery time. Mystery time, you guys. I have another mystery mm. that we're dealing Two with mysteries. here. This came across my uh, my inbox today. My Facebook Messenger inbox. <laughs> I have uh, somebody. Uh, somebody on Twitter. Is it somebody on Twitter? can't remember where I met this person. I think she was on Twitter. Anyway. Yes. So I have a friend that I met online and we talk all the time and she's kind of got a, she's got a very interesting life. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently relocated to Los Angeles. She's, she, uh, I probably shouldn't say too much about her job because yeah. it's a pretty specific <laughs> job, but she's got <laughs> a really interesting job. Pretty
3: interesting. She's yeah.
0: got a really, she just, she lives a very interesting life. One of the things that she's really enjoyed since she's gone, moved down to the Los Angeles area is she's started, uh, casually dating. Mm-hmm. She's recently out of a very long marriage and is kind of excited about just re-experiencing that part of her life and has been meeting lots of people online, has met lots of great people, uh, but she, she reached out to me today about a situation that she's experiencing with. So I just got a text message from this person. She said, "She and also let me clarify, I got, I asked multiple times. I was like, I, and she knows about the podcast. I don't think she listens, but I, I know she knows about the podcast. And I said, I really want to talk about this on the podcast. Is that okay? Yeah. She's like, yeah, of course. I said, I just want to be respectful. I won't mention your name if, you know, I but so I have permission to share all of this stuff. So let me preface it with that. But I got a text message from her today and she said, uh, Jeremy, I think I'm being scammed and I need I need you to help me figure it out. Because <laughs> <Is laughs> she always, like when she has just stuff going on with the internet mm-hmm. or if she like, she saw a, a fireball in the sky the other day and she sent me a message. She was like, what's going on? I just saw a fireball. I'm driving. Can you look <laughs> it up and tell me what happened? Is it Are we under attack? Did something burn up in the and sky? And of
1: course you figured it out, right? Actually, that one I couldn't figure. out. Oh, if you're okay. in the
0: San Diego area and you saw a mysterious green fireball two days ago, <laughs> let us know <laughs> what it is. Um, so, so she says I think I'm being scammed. I'm gonna I'm gonna send send you an email. So I went and looked at my email, and she what she had sent me was the uh, a website to a bank and some phone numbers, and that and 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 that was that. So I said, what's going on? So th- th- she met somebody on Tinder. Uh, Mm -hmm. In January. And they've been dating on and off since then. In her own words, they spent about three weeks together. A a pretty significant amount of time. They have met in real life. Mm -hmm. Uh, He sounds like a really interesting guy. He apparently was a semi-professional basketball player in Europe for a while. He's from Turkey. Um, He's now come out to Los Angeles because he's discovered that he has a gift for acting. And wants to pursue Mm -hmm. a career in acting. Um, and he's also an MC. So he does some DJing and, and, uh, has some, some rap music stuff that he does. Wow. How white can I sound? (laughs) Some rap music stuff that he does. So, so uh, he, like I said, he's from Istanbul, not Istanbul, Turkey. He's from Turkey. He's from Turkey and he had to go back to Turkey for something. And she got a message from him today saying, uh, I need your help. I'm in Turkey. Uh, I, they, I just did this gig and they paid me, but they put it in a, in my old account in the, in the wrong account. And I need your help getting the money from that account into my account at bank of America. I'm going to send you, you know, I, I don't trust anybody, but for whatever reason, I really trust you. She sent me screenshots of the messages that he was sending. <laughs> for some reason, I really trust you. And I want, and I want to, mm-hmm. uh, 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 would you be willing to help me? I'm really embarrassed that I even have to ask you. Uh, and you know, she goes, yeah, okay. Well, what do you need? Whatever. So he shares his contact, his login information for the bank says, can you mm-hmm. log into this website? Can you figure out what's going on with my money and how I can get it? So she logs into the website. She goes, he has apparently about like 10 or 15,000 pounds in there or something. It does show a record of a recent deposit. She reaches out to him. There's some kind of error message that the bank account is locked. So she reaches out, sends an email to the bank, says, Hey, what's going on? This money, you know, we, we need to get this money out. I'm trying to transfer it to bank of America Mm -hmm. and, uh, they write back and they say, well, the account is closed due to inactivity, but to reopen it up, you're going to need to pay, you know, it was a weird number. It was like 738 pounds or something because it's a European Union bank. Mm-hmm. You have to pay 738 pounds to get to get, the, to, to get the account unlocked. 138 of that we're going to keep as a fee for reopening the account. Six, the 600 you'll get back. It's just a way of basically showing good faith to open the account. Okay. At which point she goes, this is really weird. And that's when she messaged me and yeah. looked it out. So we, we, I looked into it for, I went to the website. The website's really weird. Uh, it it all, for all intents and purposes, it looks like, it looks like a legit website. You have to kind of click through this weird gateway to get there or mm-hmm. this, you know, there, you go to the website and there's just a weird button that you click on. And then, but once you get through that, um, you know, it's, it, it appears to be an actual bank website. I would not be surprised now what I know that if it was just cut and pasted from another website yeah. and I was going to try and maybe Google around and see if I can find, find some of that out. But the, the, I see there's a Facebook link. There's a YouTube link. I, I try and click on those to kind of check it out. Both of those links don't work. I go to Facebook and YouTube. I search for the name of the bank. Nothing exists. <laughs> there's no YouTube yeah. or Facebook account by the name of the bank. I go to Google. You type in the name of the bank. Nothing comes up. Uh, nothing about it. I can't find out anything about it. So I'm starting to think that it looks pretty sketchy. So starting to think. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Banks don't like people to know about them. That's how that works. (laughs) Right.
0: So I went and kind of continued to poke around. She forwarded me the email that she got from the bank. It was signed by a guy with a certain name and had his title in there. Mm -hmm. So I went and Googled him. Yeah. I looked him up on LinkedIn can't find them on LinkedIn. Yeah. Can't find uh, can't find anything on um, Google other than mm-hmm. some websites come up with very similar letters that are related to like those four four one nine scams or whatever whatever oh, the okay. Arab country code is mm-hmm. for uh, Ethiopia mm-hmm. where a lot of those scams come out of. Yeah. There's a bunch of links to those forums with uh, letters scam letters mm-hmm. that people had received in their email with this exact same name on it. And it's a fairly common name, but it seems yeah. like a little bit too much of a coincidence. Right. Right. So um, then I'm also looking up stuff about this guy who's allegedly a basketball player and actor. He's a basketball player and an actor with no IMDB page, oh, yeah, of course with not. no Google footprint whatsoever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's how that works.
0: <laughs> None of that. So... I guess what's going on, and maybe this will be like our own kind of little mini episode of Serial here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, we are are continuing to look into it (laughs) with Mm -hmm. this person. Uh, I Actually, at this point, I have encouraged her to just kind of walk away from the situation. I'm not Mm -hmm. exactly sure what she's going to do. But um, will
1: she let you take over her?
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 She is. She she has had a little bit more uh, interaction with him. And she said she's going to send me what she does hear from him and kind of what the next steps are. I, I will say this, like in the screenshots and the stuff that she did send me, he's doing a very good job of helping her come to the realization on her own that this needs to happen it's very clear that that's what he's trying to do Mm -hmm. and he's not being pushy about it he's being very very passive and he's doing a really good job Mm -hmm. and she said honestly this is one of the things that tipped her off to it being a scam is that she said she said that apparently he sent her all of the answers to his password Like security questions, Mm -hmm. and one of them was, "What's your favorite book?" Mm -hmm. And he said, "The Notebook." Oh God! (laughs) And she was like, "She was like, I'm sorry, but nobody likes The Notebook."
1: Yeah, (laughs) and even if it isn't a scam she needs to that's a red flag yeah like, yeah deal breaker yeah um. well
0: and i mean i will say this there's lots of red flags obviously i think when you're in the midst of it sometimes you don't realize it it's obvious that this guy is very good <laughs> at what he does uh if it's not a scam i mean he has the most unfortunate series of events leading him up to this point in his life that he's in right now right. because uh he's he's facing some real he's facing some real uh, I mean, apparently he has a stalker, which is why he has no Google footprint. Oh, of course, because he had all that stuff. This quote unquote had all that stuff pulled down. Oh, of course, off that's the internet. Works. <laughs> so there's uh, there's some interesting things going on. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see what happens and what more we can find out. Mm-hmm. We'll what keep it, you guys what updated? What does Mike
1: always say? Uh, that's how they get that's, you. That's <laughs> how they com? get
0: you. Dot com. <laughs> yeah. Dot <R-U>. yeah. <laughs> So uh, if you've ever been scammed <laughs> or, you know, somebody that's been through a situation mm-hmm. like this, let us know what we can look out for. I will. You know, I.
1: Well, we have a friend that was catfished. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that?
0: Uh, not particularly. Oh. Well, Who? Alyssa. Oh. Oh, that's right. We talked about that on the show, haven't we?
1: Not on the show. On my, oh, what are we doing? I see. We interviewed her about it.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should have her on. <laughs> I think eventually, I'd really like to have this friend of mine on to kind of talk about the experience. Maybe once we get a little bit more resolution. Yeah, that's but, a great idea. I mean, in one thing that I did do, I went and looked at the. You can type in. You can go to. Uh, who is. You can do a who is search and you can find out who's registered certain domains. Oh, okay. And how long they've been registered and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. I went and looked at the domain for this bank, this quote unquote bank. The domain for the bank was registered in January of
1: 2016.
0: (laughs) And uh, it's also, uh, it's set to expire in January of 2017, which means they got it for one year. And I, (laughs) I don't know of any business especially a bank that would, that would just register a, a website for one year. But. Well, except so, for
1: Google. Do you know how they yeah, lost the domain? <laughs> I did
0: hear about that. So we'll, we'll get into that. We
1: get those all the time at work. We get these scam letters that say our domain is about to expire and that we can go onto this website and pay a bunch of money. And then we get it for our pat for patents too. Oh, and I just, I just Google them all the time and yeah. like, nope, not, yeah. not real.
0: Yeah. So if, uh, that
1: stuff has to work or these people wouldn't be doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean,
1: again, don't like be a I dick. Said, I'm
0: interested. I'm interested to see what comes of all of this. And, uh, you know, uh, the other thing that I encourage my friend to do, and I think that she's actually going to do is, is go to the police. Um, good. I mean, she, understandably so. I think she feels a little foolish. Um, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to, that I checked with her to make sure that.
1: Well, see, this is the reason why these people don't get in trouble is because, because these people feel dumb. Like the women who are being scammed, they feel, they feel dumb. They feel ridiculous. They feel like they should have known. And so they don't tell anyone. And then it just keeps happening Mm -hmm. because I mean, luckily she didn't give them any money. Yeah. But he's made money doing this because yeah. he wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah, and luckily she's met him in person. Yeah, so she at least knows he's a real. I
0: a I real think the person. kind of the interesting thing about it for me is that honestly, usually you hear about this happening the uh, other ways. Usually it's a it's like a dude, it's like a schlubby looking forty five year old dude sitting in somebody's basement mm-hmm. pretending to be an incredibly attractive twenty three year old woman, scamming well, yeah, other I mean, dudes
1: catfish is one of our favorite shows
0: but this is like i mean and and i i think that part of the reason that i'm so kind of captivated by this is because like i said he's doing a very good job of of not being pushy with her he's being really passive and letting her kind of come to the realizations on her own and Mm i i mean she and she's not dumb she's smart enough that she can see it happening i mean she knew she knew she saw enough red flags that she was like "Eh, i think there's something going on here Mm -hmm. so anyway we'll see if she didn't
1: have if she didn't have you to ask these questions, who knows what would have happened?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think that she would have done it. I don't think that she would have done anything. But I am glad. I am glad that she did reach out to somebody. Yeah. I mean, wh- whoever, and and I that's actually one of the reasons that I encourage her to go to the police. Just because, even if they don't get him this time, mm-hmm. or they, there's not enough that they can actually. Pursue something or whatever; there'll be some kind of record of it, mm-hmm. and um you know, because if it if it doesn't work with her, he, he's obviously going to go on to the next person down the road or the next next person that he yeah. matches on for Tinder. All so. he
1: needs to do is do that weird Twitter thing that you were talking about.
0: Weird Twitter thing?
1: where you force people to give <laughs> financial you
0: financial domination? Yeah, I don't think you can do that when you're a dude. I oh. think it's a lot more difficult to. Uh,
1: Can't he fake that?
0: <laughs> do that? Maybe. Maybe. Uh all right. Well, that was that. Speaking of law enforcement, <laughs> there was kind of an interesting situation that happened here in the local Seattle area recently mm-hmm. with one of the Seattle Seahawks, Cam Chancellor. This is the kind of exciting stuff that happens in the off season, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a so Cam Chancellor. He is a um player for the seattle seahawks he started he got on twitter the other day and said that he went to go to check out some gym and left because the police got called on him check
1: (laughs) it out to buy it not just well, to like join. That's <laughs> what he
0: said initially. And then he got into it started a conversation on Twitter. People mm-hmm. were like, Oh, don't worry, you can find another gym to go to. Yeah. And uh and he said, Oh, I wasn't trying to go there. I was going to buy it. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> some more details have come out. Cam Chancellor is um kind of going on uh on Twitter quite a bit and He really strongly feels that this is an issue, that that he was racially profiled by these people. Oh, for sure. This is uh, out on the east side. So Mm -hmm. I guess what happened, uh, this is from the report on ESPN. Uh, Camp- Chancellor said he was looking to purchase a gym and was trying to get information on the Redmond Athletic Club, which is on the east side of Seattle, which is right kind of a more by where I grew up. affluent, nice area, um, which shut down recently. Th- sorry, uh, the Redmond Athletic Club shut down recently. So he was going to look at this closed down mm-hmm. gym. Um, he and his friend knocked on the door. But when nobody came out, they decided to take pictures of the facility for reference later. The first thing the lady did was look at us with an evil devil look and shoot us off, Chancellor said. <laughs> we were like, can we just get information, that's
1: all. And here's the thing, I just have to add this that the reason they probably knew that this place is it's probably in business real estate.
2: Mm-hmm. Like it's
1: probably up in real estate magazines for sale. Okay, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Um we just waved at them like, "Hey, could you please come here?" but they decided to stand 10 to 15 yards away behind a desk saying we're going to call the cops. <laughs> now, and I will say this, I, you know that this is a man that knows what ten or fifteen yards is? Right, like he has right. a very intimate understanding yeah. of how long a yard is. Yeah. I, me, you, most people probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could say ten yards, but I'm, I mean, ten yards could be anything from ten feet to a yeah. hundred feet. I think for most people, because I don't think most people really have an intimate understanding with <laughs> how long a yard is. But I feel like Cam Chancellor would know. I did do for sure.
1: I did do a flash mob on the on the um seahawks football field mm-hmm. so i'm pretty aware of it too oh. so i'm just oh, gonna say okay. i'm putting myself in the same class <laughs> you got chance.
0: yeah you had to hit your marks yes go five yards do a spin yep. throw your arms up
1: yeah did you see it no
0: okay <laughs> you used to be kind of a flash mob yeah uh, enthusiast yes right? yes have we talked about that no maybe we should do that i'll put that on the notes for next week <laughs> oh no. we got to hear about your flash mob <laughs> Make some mental notes, and guys, we want to hear your flash mob <laughs> stories. So if you have any flash mob stories, oh, tell no. us. Uh, tell us your stories. So I actually have the, I, I have. They have the a recording thing? of the nine one one call, and I was just gonna play. It's gonna play a, a part of it, okay. and we'll link to the whole thing if you want to be able to hear it. But uh, let's play it, and then we'll, we'll
2: talk about it. One five one or one six one. It's one sixty first, one sixty one. Okay. We have and about five people outside. I'm sorry, what are they doing? Um, they're trying to get in, and we have told them multiple times they need to leave. There's five of them, and they're trying kind to of like pound on our doors and break in. And I'm not really sure it's going to be Is that a or business or a about. residence? It's a it's a closed down business. It's the gym, Redmond Athletic Club. Oh, okay. And what yeah. is your name? So we're closed, but we're in here working. Your phone number. Okay. Any descriptions? I mean, there's five of them. Um, there's like three african American, two whites. I couldn't see any weapons, but they got cameras and pictures, and I'm really not sure what they're trying to do here. How long have they been there? Like 10 minutes. Okay. And do you know why they're trying to get in? Do you think they're trying to burglarize no, I don't. it, or can you just get somebody over here, please? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's coming next. They're just—they're—they're they're bad news. So please hold on a, please a moment. Please, we'll, out. Thanks. Hold on a moment. Okay, the officers are being advised. Can I get further description on the black subjects? Or do you have no further? Are they males, females? Wearing a d rag. There's like two males, a female, uh, all African American, and there's like two white. I think a female and a male. Like okay, well, hair. while the officers are making their way there, do you mind staying on the line with me and keeping me advised and updated? Okay. So, can you away. see them? <clears throat> they're driving a big black car. Hold on, I'm watching over the window here. And big as in four door or a SUV? Oh wow, yeah. That's a, what is that an SUV? <laughs> it's a large car. Oh my God, what are they doing? So
0: that was the call. So uh, Cam like I said Cam Chancellor, he uh, he's a strong safety for the Seahawks. He mm-hmm. feels um he runs a lot of women's boot camps. Okay. Um, and fitness classes and was looking to put a gym in Redmond. The, mm-hmm. I guess the mayor of Redmond tweeted at him, and said, sorry about your negative experience today. Come back to Redmond and I'll buy you lunch and show you other sites for a potential gym mm-hmm. <laughs> or for a gym.
1: Well, the funny part is that well, one part she says, we have a lot of heroin addicts around <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. I'll tell you, they do not. That is a very <laughs> nice part of Redmond. <laughs> First of all, I'm sure that there are well, I can't Are even think of any sketchy parts, parts of, of Redmond. Redmond? Yeah. Not anymore. It's, <laughs> I I can't even, I, mean, I know exactly where it is. It's ridiculous. And yeah. can I tell you that that girl probably feels a lot of shame right now, and she should. And I want her to, she is not allowed to ever wear her pink 12th man <laughs> bedazzled jersey ever mm. again.
3: <laughs> mm.
1: So that's my
0: thing. I'll recuse myself from that part of the conversation. But, <laughs>
1: but
0: yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, he, okay. Like I and said, camp... just,
1: just her saying, <laughs> oh, these are probably some heroin addicts that are hoodlums looking for trouble, but they're in a giant SUV. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. It was probably some, What did they ever say what it was? It's probably a Lincoln or a Cadillac. I'm not sure. or I think something. he actually
0: tweeted a picture of it, but I can't remember what it was.
1: But just her saying that yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, uh,
0: it it did strike me as you know she did point out that they were black. And the, the thing that stuck out to me when I initially listened to it was the dispatcher after the lady kind of self-reported thing. Well, there was two things. Number mm-hmm. one, um, after they kind of reported what was going on, the dispatcher mm-hmm. said, "Describe the black people." <laughs> <laughs> Describe right. the African American people. Right. What what did they look like? And that just stuck out to me as a little okay. This seems yeah. a little. Uh, maybe this is there's some race involved. I mean i I don't know for sure. Maybe they were mm-hmm. genuinely scared maybe just a or touch something. Of race, but huh? um, the other thing is that nine one one call. The person that was answering the call did she come off as a little kind of condescending?
1: Like I think that she knew this was bullshit. She
0: seemed a little. Right? She seemed a little like, okay, tell me what's going on. Why? You didn't. Did you follow him? What? Why are you scared? What's happening? Like she.
1: Right. No. As she should be. (laughs) She seemed because it was ridiculous. So you're inside of a (laughs) locked door and they're not breaking in and they haven't broken the law and you're in a close. And why are they in a closed gym anyways? What are they doing in there? maybe they should
0: their former employees or their employees that were cleaning up some stuff i guess the the owner of the gym has since come out and said that the employees did the right thing he said that they've had some recent break-ins and that you know he he would encourage them to call the police obviously the police have come out and said we want people to feel comfortable calling us for anything
1: okay i would like to hear from jen
0: Oh yeah, Our, yeah. We have a listener that's actually yeah. a Police uh, 911 dispatcher. dispatcher. But so the, the the Redmond Police Department Public Information Coordinator put this statement out that kind of helped explain the situation with okay. how the call how there the, were so the, many the black heroin addicts and dispa- <laughs> the, the dispatcher responded. They said we. We completely understand why uh, some have questions about this. Our dispatchers are trained to get as much information as possible so they can pass on to a respond to responding officers. They tailor their questions based on what and how the caller is reporting. This particular call, the dispatcher asked for descriptions of the black subjects first mm-hmm. because that is the the order the caller reported them in. It's harder to hear on the call, but the Caller reported three African Americans, two white. The call then evolved as the dispatcher needed to let them know the status of the responding officers, then ask the direction the vehicle was traveling in response to what the caller was reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, the communications team asked for a detailed quality assurance review of this call, which supervisors completed yesterday. Supervisors <laughs> completed mm-hmm. yesterday. Good tough questions help us examine our actions, refine our training, and improve our procedures, and that's a good thing.
1: Um, I thought that I would, was a good response. Yeah, I don't fault the the dispatcher at all.
2: Yeah,
1: i I just about the employee, but just to just to put a cap on this or a period on this or a flag on it or something everyone should should look up almost live cops in redmond oh it's from probably late 80s early 90s it was actually filmed in my neighborhood (laughs) and
0: (laughs) almost live is is like an snl it's a local tv show here in seattle it was basically like snl but the, all the sketches were Seattle themed. I yes. mean they were all kind of pertaining to yeah and Seattle,
1: it, and um, it w- was on at eleven thirty right before Saturday Night Live.
0: Okay, we'll post a link to it in the show notes. And
1: You're gonna try to find it. I'll uh,
0: if uh, if I can find it, I will post it because it's probably on YouTube or something.
1: It's very important. I'm sure um, it is. They should actually put this out now when they talk about this. <laughs> put the <laughs> put the sketch the, out. Yeah,
0: if it hasn't been done, we'll uh. We'll be, the first. we'll be the first to do it. So. Bad boys, bad boys.
2: What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad
3: boys, bad, Cops bad boys. Cops in Redmond.
4: You know, a lot of people think that Redmond is just kind of a bland, boring, white bread cul-de-sac after cul-de-sac, three car garage kind of a place where nothing exciting ever happens and Well there are, you know, are certain elements of that might be true. Well a lot of, okay a lot of it is true. But still still there's a there's a lot of crime here it has to be dealt with and that's where i come in that's my job yeah you know redmond is it's a nice place it's a, it's a happy place and it's a it's a good place we don't have the kind of problems they have in seattle or the larger cities but uh, you got to look for trouble i look for trouble that's my job i always am, i'm on the lookout for 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 trouble what what, what is this over here i don't like the looks of this i'm going to have to check this out i don't like this at all sir could we uh could you hold it there please could you stop Hi, officer. Uh, hello. I'm gonna have to see some ID, please. I'd like to see a license and uh, Costco membership, if I could. Sure. What's the problem? Uh, no problem. No problem at all. Uh, we just you know, don't see too many black people in Redmond, and I just wanted to check make sure everything's okay here. What do you? I, I'm not black. What's that? I'm not black. Could you remove your glasses, please? Ah. Oh, sorry, sir. You just seemed a little dark for Redmond. Just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Here's your Costco thing back, and uh, on your way. Thank you. Sorry for the inconvenience. Well, it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, but you know, he looked kind of dark to me. His hair seemed dark, and I, I you know, I might've been fooled by the sunglasses. Didn't he look a little, a little dark to you? The thing was that I wasn't try, I wasn't trying to hassle him. I don't hassle people like that here. This isn't Bellevue. We don't hassle people. It's just I thought I thought he might have been lost. I was just trying to help. That's what I'm here for, to help.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Uh Cristina. Mhm. Let's uh let's do this.
2: 12, 12, 12 11 10 9 Start. Start. Of
4: so, Chrissy, do
0: you do you know do you know what happened this last week? Some very exciting, very exciting news.
1: <laughs> the dude that's gonna be on a documentary. The dude that's
0: gonna be on a documentary, what?
1: Is back oh. from space. And want to know why I know? Why do you know? Well, first of all, just being with you. Mm-hmm. Second. You say that
0: like it's a bad thing.
1: You cried during the trailer of the show that cry. hasn't come out. Okay. And third, because my president called him and welcomed <laughs> him back.
0: Yeah. That was pretty cool. They've been tweeting back and forth a little bit. I which know. Which is always I love fun. He, um... Anyway, so astronaut uh, NASA astronaut Scott Kelly returned from his hashtag year in space mission mm-hmm. which uh is kinda of, it's pretty cool. He went up to space, spent a year on the International Space Station. It's he has a he has a twin brother here on Earth
1: <laughs> the, Who's also an astronaut, right?
0: That is a former astronaut, yeah. And so basically what they were doing is the purpose of this mission was to study as much as they could about what it's like, what what the effects uh long duration space travel or Mm -hmm. long duration being in uh, times being in space, um, how it affects the body. So they basically used his brother Mm -hmm. as a cure as a, not a cure, a uh, control. Control. (laughs) I apologize. It's late. Mm -hmm. Um, So they used his brother as a control and they, uh, the, so even though he was only up in space for a year, the experiment itself, um, there was a great article that NASA put out about like 10 things to know about Scott Kelly's year in space. And I'm I'm not going to go through them all. Um, again, we'll post it in the show notes if you want to check it out. But mm-hmm. they one of the things they point out in this article is that even though he was up in space for a year, it's not a one-year mission. It's more like a three-year mission because they did a whole year of experiments and stu- studies on these two men. Then he went to space for a year, and now they'll probably be doing a whole another year's worth of study on them uh, when they come back. So... It should be really interesting to see. I mean, th- this is the re- the research that comes out of these experiments that they did will will dictate human space expo- exploration. It will have huge repercussions and impact on when we send astronauts to Mars and what what kind of environment we'll have to create for them. That's what and, Obama and said. All that kind of stuff. So, did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Um, which one is married to Gabby Gifford? The brother, the one that so, didn't go the, to space. Yeah, sorry. Okay, Scott Kelly's the brother. The control
0: is yes. The control is married to Gabby Gifford. The, and was it was she a senator? No, governor. She, she's a. She's a governor. She's
1: a politician. I know,
0: but do you remember which? I don't remember what office she held, but she was shot at a at like a grocery mm-hmm. store. She was like shot in the head, and survived in Arizona. I, I want to say she was a governor. No, you don't think I so? I think she was senator.
1: No. I will look, okay. but I think that she was like a state senator or well, something. Well, while,
0: while you're looking that up, I will point this out real quick. Um, this isn't the first time that someone has spent a year in space. And, I, Congress. you know, I actually think we. She's a Congress woman, congresswoman, yeah, Congresswoman. <laughs> yeah. congressperson, congresswoman. Um, this this is the first time that somebody has spent a year in space. It is the first time that um, somebody has uh you know that they've done it to this level of study and research and everything
1: Is it the first American?
0: Uh I think it's the first American, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's the first it's and it's the first NASA astronaut. So there was there was a Russian cosmonaut that was on um the space station Mir uh in 1994 spanning into 1995. He was up there for 438 consecutive days. So I mean that's like beats the record by a lot. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. There was other uh, cosmonauts that were up there for 380 days in 1998, 1999, and uh, a few others that done that did 365. And then, of course, there was also a Russian counterpart to Scott Kelly, um, and I'm trying to find his name. And i it's it's oh, there we go. Russian cosmonaut Mikhail Kornienko. So he he was also he's a Russian cosmonaut. He was up there for a year. As well. Does
1: he also have a twin? Uh,
0: I do not believe he has a twin, and I also oh. do not believe that he has a
1: hashtag. <laughs> Does he have a PBS special? I don't know. Did Obama no. call him? I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Was his wife shot in the head?
0: I don't. I okay. don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so one thing that I will mention about this: there's uh, there's uh, some stuff that's come out since he's been back. Some interesting things he tweeted a picture of eating a steak dinner <laughs> a couple of days ago mm, okay. he's very excited to do that um, uh, he said that he did not expect to be as sore as he is he's been in space I think the most he was in space prior to this was like one hundred and forty days and he um, he did not he he did not expect Experience the level of soreness that he is right now Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, his body is acclimating to gravity again after a year of that. He said that his skin is extremely sensitive, like when he puts on clothes and Hmm. uh, if they fit a certain way or he said wearing shoes is really hard and painful on his skin, it almost creates like a burning sensation because your clothes just float on your body. They don't really touch your skin the way that they do when you're in space. Um, And he also said that he missed running water so much that, so after he landed and he traveled back to the United States, he went in for some uh, medical testing that he had to do at Johnson Space Center. And then he got home at like four o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And apparently the first thing he did was go into his backyard and he jumped in his pool at four o'clock in the morning with all of his clothes on. Yeah. Because he just missed the sensation of running water,
1: um he Obama asked him how he was acclimating to gravity, mm-hmm. and he said that um coming home felt like going over a barrel over Niagara Falls while it's on fire.
0: That sounds really uncomfortable, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, so go with space, <laughs>
0: yeah, so we um we it's you mentioned about the landing Mm
3: -hmm.
0: that uh, one of the things that I wanted to say about that, one of the things that's unique about the Soyuz spacecraft, which is the spacecraft that they currently use to get to and from the space station. It's a capsule. It comes in similar to like the Apollo capsule that they used when we went to the moon, the Apollo capsule and Gemini and Mercury, all the other capsules that we've used to transport astronauts to and from space, they have landed in the water. Uh the Soyuz capsule actually comes in and and lands on on the ground mm-hmm. and it has what are called retro rockets, so it's called a soft landing whereas so when it's like just a few feet above Which the ground is an ironic name yeah, when it's just a few feet above the ground. It they fire these retro rockets that are on the bottom of it, and there's actually a really cool video. If you're even kind of tangentially interested in space travel or space related things, I would encourage you to check out this video again. I'll, I'll post to it. If
1: people aren't, then they've already they've already they're, they're,
0: they're gone at this point. Yeah. So, um, it's like a 20 minute video put out by ESA talking about. Uh, the journey that astronauts like talking about what it takes to actually get one of these Soyuz capsules back and they interview astronauts that have been through it. Um, The, <laughs> the one of the cosmonauts in the video described the impact of landing. Uh, he said, it feels like a head on collision between a truck and a small car. Mm. Um, I was of course the small car.
1: <laughs> was but, a small car. One of those Google cars. No,
0: no. <laughs> their, uh their seats are mounted on shock absorbers. So right before they land, their seats actually raise up a few – like a foot or six or eight inches um, on these big shock absorbers. So when they hit, it kind of uh, absorbs some of the shock. And the seats that they're sitting in are actually – hand molded to them. Like they when they're still on Earth before they take off, they put the astronauts in the spacesuits and mm-hmm. they put them in these kind of they have a, a the kind of the bucket, the skeleton of the seat, and then they put clay in it. And they put the astronauts in there in the suits and then they get them out and they Mm -hmm. carve away some of the clay and they have these people that do this. This is their job to Mm -hmm. and then they get back in and they situate themselves in the chair and they carve it out and they make these perfectly molded custom seats and then cast them in foam or whatever the material that the seats are actually made out of. So the seats that they're sitting in are actually custom molded to uh, to their to their bodies when they're wearing the spacesuits that they wear on reentry as they're tumbling over Niagara Falls in a barrel <laughs> that's on fire. So anyway, it's kind of interesting. Welcome home, Scott Kelly. Let's uh let's head to Mars. <laughs> <laughs>
3: all
0: right, Christy. I think that's all we have time for today. So let's uh let's take this baby in for a landing. Next week we'll be talking about Flash mobs. Oh, no. (laughs) We'll have a continuation of, um, you know, mystery time. (laughs) Let us know if you let us know if you know somebody that's been catfished or has been through a situation like that. And let us know if you know what our mystery song is, Mm -hmm. because it's it's killing me. And uh, we'll go. We'll go from there. Christina, do you have any last words?
1: Never wait for cake.
0: And uh, be your best self.
1: Be a dick. <laughs> Let
2: your nerd flag fly. Uh,
5: I've been catching up on Nerd Out Loud, and uh, I gotta say, they're on fire. It's a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, there was a there was a recent "Am I a Jerk?" on there. And I want your guys' opinion. Uh, Jeremy was being judged for being a jerk on two different things. And the first one was... Uh, soup. Which one was it? Yes. Oh, the leaving,
3: soup. Leaving Christy soup. at the park and ride station because he had just gotten a fresh bowl of soup. <laughs> and he chose soup over his wife. She to be. Jerk,
5: jerk, jerk. <laughs> she, she, she was, it was a monster commute. And she let him know where she was and when she was going to be at the park and ride. And when she called him, when she arrived at the park and ride, he was still at his sister's house eating a bag of taco, uh, a bowl of taco
3: soup. Should I give his quick version of his defense? Sure. Just you. so that people have the context. Sure. The soup was a taco soup and it had just been prepared for him and taco tortilla strips had been put on it for, you know, tortilla <laughs> chip strips. <laughs> they were already softening. He, right. If he had abandoned the soup to get Christy, the soup would have been worthless. <laughs>
5: Strong, strong uh, Well, in that case.
3: Uh, yeah, so that's one. Jeremy's a jerk. What was the other Yeah, he one? was a
5: jerk. Totally. Yeah. The other one was uh, they had a smell in their fridge, and they kept trying to find the source <laughs> of the smell. And right. Christy was just about to throw everything out of the fridge, when Jeremy found it. He found it because he it was some broccoli, and he just popped it into his mouth and started eating it, and it was completely <laughs> rotten. No. But since he'd had the fridge open looking for looking for the rotten food the smell of rotten food was already in his in his nose right so he couldn't tell if this particular thing was the rotten thing i guess not by looking i don't know i th- would think you could tell by feel or by look
1: broccoli kind of smells rotten anyway
5: yeah it's not the best smelling thing
3: so so he needed no. he needed a second opinion nose he did so he went and he chose uh, christie he
5: chose christie she happened to be asleep but he woke her up and shoved the broccoli in her face and it smelled terrible and she said yes that's spoiled get rid of it and then he tried to make up for that uh he left and he tried to make up for it by coming back when i think she was asleep again and rubbing dryer sheets in her face um i know he doesn't drink anymore (laughs) but these sound a lot like the actions of a drunk man he might be a dry drunk and uh i say i say he's not a jerk in this case i say he all his motivations were pure and he did solve a problem just like he did for us this week. Uh, and like I said, not all heroes wear shirts. Jeremy, I think you're a hero for that.
1: If my husband woke me up for anything other than the house is on fire, I'm locking him out of the bedroom. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Bobby?
3: I had already answered this tuner Nerd Out Loud. My answers were yes and probably respectively.
5: Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm with Jeremy on the second <clears throat> one because uh, he saved them a lot of money. And he just did it a little awkwardly. But Jeremy is awkward, people. I mean, he's awkward. He knows he's awkward. And we, when he's doing something sweet, I forgive the awkwardness. Christy should know what she's signing up for. I mean, it's not a done deal yet. Mm. So you're saying this is actionable. I think the park and ride one is for sure.
1: You add them all up and they are. Mm.
5: Okay. Well, if we pull back the curtain on all our marriages. That's why I'm I, keeping uh, my
3: mouth shut.